Hello, this is Michelle Weston with Learning Curves 2.0, talk radio for women. Hope you're all well and having a good week. And I've got a great guest on today, someone from the Integrative School of Thought, which I firmly, firmly believe in a great deal of. It's not just about medicine and shots and pills, but it's about seeing an acupuncturist, seeing an herbalist, being able to work with a yoga therapist. Those things are very near and dear to me. Even a nutritionist, as far as I am concerned, falls under integrative. Now, we've had this conversation. Dietitians, for me, are different than nutritionists. Dietitians are um, normally, in my experiences, in hospitals or medical practices, and they're a little more strident. They're a little less educated in the nutritional value um, part of integration. And I have a tendency to go closer to people who are nutritionally um, trained than dietary. Now, if you were really, 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 really sick and you had cancer or heart disease, you would need a nutrition, a dietitian because it would be connected with the practice. So that said, it's also important to realize that both of them are very qualified, but I sort of like the room around a dietitian. Um, this guest, Cindy Levitz, actually nutritionally consults as well as she's an acupuncturist who's been doing this for a while here in New York City. And Cindy, how are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me on, Michelle. Oh, it's a pleasure. I think that acupuncture always either people stay away from it and go, oh, I don't want those little needles. It's like you know what, if you really understood the the art, and really it's thousands of years old, the art of acupuncture and how it can help with stress, especially during, as we finish a pandemic into an endemic, I think that it's very valuable. It can ha- I really found it was very helpful with um, sleeping. And, you know, you can't just think, oh, acupuncture, it's about a bad back or it's about, you know, it can help tremors and legs. It can help a lot of things. It can help with, as we're discussing nutrition and helping you in regards to um, losing weight, being more aware. Cindy and I talk about that a great deal, being more aware and awake and being in tune with your body because it's a constant conversation with a body. Um, well, I think that I think that uh, many people who don't um, who have a worry about acupuncture or a fear about acupuncture, it's sort of the fear of the unknown because they've never experienced it. Because once they have, they realize that it's probably nothing like they had in their mind. And in fact, most of my patients fall asleep while they're. Uh, on their on the table uh, in the middle of their treatment, and they they come out of they they wake up. You know, I I say, uh, you know, how was your trip to Aculand? themselves, <laughs> you know, and, and even though they feel like they had this great rest or sleep, I said, well, you know, you are relaxing, but your system is doing a lot of work. And very good point. 
when you're finished with the treatment, you feel, you know, there's a shift. But the treatment itself is very um, comfortable. Uh, we use hair thin filaments, so it's nothing like people might have in their mind. You know, if you mention needles, they think about hypodermic needles from, uh, you know, the doctor's office. And, uh, you know, I like to compare that to, say, a tricycle compared to, a, a you know, a 16-wheeler. <laughs> um, you know, um, they both uh, may have wheels. They get you from one place to another. But that's the end of the the comparison because <laughs> uh you know uh, that you know a tricycle you know it's it's a tiny thing so you know we just do totally different thing with um acupuncture in chinese medicine and uh there are many many styles of acupuncture where people don't necessarily know that so um i i always say i always go for the magic and i and a lot of times i get the magic because what I really love doing is helping people. And no matter what it is that you're dealing with, acupuncture can probably be helpful for you in no matter what it is that you're dealing with, whether it's even just wellness and you just want to keep feeling good and healthy, you know, because there are a lot of things that we can pick up on uh, at a more subtle level and help your system get rid of those blockages and get things moving and balancing out and having your helping your system function at its um at its best. Absolutely. So when did you start and who how did you learn? Who did you learn acupuncture from? And and we've talked about why you chose this integrative approach. So when did you start to learn the art of acupuncture? Well, I have been practicing now in private practice for about 27 years. Mm. Um, and when I first was introduced to acupuncture, it was because of a personal uh, health problem that I was dealing with, which was um, eventually diagnosed by me, really, <laughs> as Meniere's disease. My, you know, uh, otolaryngologist at the time said, yeah, well, you know what, we've done all the tests, we've ruled out everything else. So I probably agree with you that, you know, we'll label it Meniere's disease, but it doesn't really matter what the label is. The fact is that um, Western medicine really doesn't have any uh, good answers about Meniere's disease. So I would have these horrible um, attacks of dizziness mm. that, you know, the, the floor would be a 90 degree angle. I couldn't see, I couldn't stand up. No matter what I was doing, I'd have to stop in the middle. Uh, and at some points, it, you know, it was pretty scary to deal with that. But so I was doing that for about five years, not getting any help from Western medicine. Um, at the time, I was a dental hygienist. So I would have to stop what I was doing. I'd have to, you know, quit in the middle of a patient. Maybe have somebody else take, take it over, somehow manage to get home. And sleep for two days. And wow. uh, it was uh, really uh, dis disruptive to my life. Sure, sure. Uh, and I was afraid to, to, to do a lot of physical activity. I was afraid to drive, you know, because I could get dizzy like this at any time. I remember walking 
home. I was like walking through the middle of Herald Square at rush hour and had this huge attack of dizziness. And I was holding on to a light pole. Oh, my. Because I couldn't even see to get a cab. But anyway, it was really scary. And after dealing with this for about five years, somebody in my Tai Chi class had started acupuncture school. And she, and she said, you know, maybe acupuncture would help you. And she gave me the name of a guy. Turns out that, um, you know, I went to see him. After maybe three or four months at the most, I had no longer had any, any of those attacks. Of oh, wow. It was fabulous for me. And then I was seeing him um, uh, for maintenance. And he turns out that he was the dean of an acupuncture school. <laughs> of and all he, things, right? A dean you know, of an he, acupuncture school. Yeah, and, and he said, you know what? We're moving the school from Connecticut to New York. So I said, aha, this is my sign. And uh, I went back to school at nights and weekends and got my degree in acupuncture, my uh, master's in science in acupuncture. And then I went on for postgraduate degree in Chinese herbal medicine. And um, I, I just, uh, I'm always looking for more things to expand my toolbox. So I studied many different styles of acupuncture with people from all over the world. And um, it's, it's, it's just been, you know, fantastic. So, That's wonderful. So you came from another area of healthcare that was more uh, healthcare medicine and you expanded it. That's great. And herbal Chinese medicine, do you think most acupuncturists know a lot about it? Or do you think that they get interested in it because maybe they have a teacher or a class that sort of makes sense when they're studying acupuncture? Well, you know, so in this country, um, uh, there are many acupuncturists who don't practice herbal medicine because it's a whole different um, area of study. And it's, you know, I mean, I remember taking the national boards in um, herbal medicine and believe me, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's amazing, uh, amazingly difficult, but mm, mm. It, it, but it's a to, it's a different kind of thing. And, and, act, and actually in China, um, you are either an herbalist or an acupuncturist most of the time. Okay. You know, unless that changed, it might, might've changed recently, but, um, you know, because it's a different sort of discipline. So the long and the short answer to that is that uh, being an acupuncturist doesn't necessarily mean that you're a herbalist as well, okay. because that's that's a much uh, uh, a, a separate course of study, which okay. requires knowledge of all the herbs, and there are many of them. What they do, what they you know, what they do together synergistically, how to do, how to make up formulas, and those are things that I do because um, I wanted to have the full range because a lot of times there are reasons why I would like to have somebody uh, taking herbs as well as doing acupuncture, or I might also, I, I use certain uh, whole food nutritionals that are really um, helpful for people because even if you're trying to eat well and trying to, to um, be aware of, you know, your lifestyle and have, a healthy lifestyle. Um, we live in a, a kind of world that 
you may not necessarily be able to get what it is that you need from your food and or you know food really is medicine so what you're what you're taking into your body as food is the a number one thing that's affecting your system so you have to know what it is that you're doing there and um you know we do have more resources available now which is a great thing yes right like i think more people are are aware that there's no organic foods that that you know you can you can shop and and get better quality foods you know you can you can definitely control what you're eating and drinking when and all those different things so those are things that you know everybody's a little different and it's not one size fits all so what i do in my practice is i really try to put it all together and help people with lifestyle and diet, whatever, specifically for them. And I love that you said food is medicine. I think that that's a point I've not heard any of the people I've interviewed yet. And for the listeners to hear that, it is, it it, it really is. And we forget that, you know, that's why for inflammation, eating darker greens makes a difference. You know, there are things that are in those foods that help with um, inflammation and taking it down as opposed to what we've learned is, you know, red meat and sugar, especially processed sugar, white sugar may cause more inflammation than we are looking for. And, you know, food is medicine. So you have an opportunity as the patient to also say, you know what, I can help control what goes in and what foods I'm going to um, use to have a better life. You know, you and I were talking earlier about gluten. You know, for you, being gluten-free is an easier thing because, you know, for me, I I like bread. <laughs> so looking for bread or making my own bread or, you know, using almond bread, I can make almond bread and so forth. You're looking for a bakery quality like I found this is my findings. Le Pancotidion's bread is does not have anything in it that bothers me as opposed to buying a loaf of bread, even if it's just like whole wheat or seven grain bread from the grocery store. I'm better off with that kind of bread. And it's interesting, you know, gluten, we found, you know, that it bothers a lot of people. We didn't know about gluten you know, two decades ago, we, I mean, we didn't have this conversation, but it does affect people. So if you pulled out, you may feel better. Yeah. And it's, it's very individual. I mean, I think that, um, um, you know, you don't have to be gluten-free, but what you, but you, but if you really would, um, help your, your general health and how you feel and how you go forward, um, if you, you know, go to whole grains instead of uh, the, the white refined flours, or even, you know, the things that you buy packaged in the store that say whole wheat bread, if you actually read the ingredients, you see that they're not whole anything. Um, so, you know, uh, just being more aware. Um, and again, I mean, I'm somebody who really doesn't believe that one size fits all. Yes. Everybody is a little different. And what I try to do is to help people 
individually find out what's good for them in terms of lifestyle and exercise, diet, and, you know, uh, mindfulness, you know, meditation, um, you know, being more uh, taking care of yourself, you know, because, uh, you know, taking care of yourself is a full-time job. Yeah. (laughs) So on that question, what made you explore learning the tools to help people who are struggling with chronic illnesses, chronic conditions? Well, because um, that's one of the most challenging things when you're dealing, you know, if you're dealing with, um, you know, uh, the flu or the or cold, I mean, you know, it's terrible while you're dealing with it, but it's pretty short lived. And, you know, if you're done with that, you move on. You think you're fine. You may or may not be, but, you know, you you can go along and be fine after that. When you're dealing with chronic illnesses and as, you know, being in practice for the length of time that I have been and being in healthcare for this long, um, uh, you know, you see more people with more complicated issues and problems because, um, um, you know, the universe sends them to you <laughs> because you have the experience to deal with these things. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And, no, really. Yeah. 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 And, and I watch people. Yeah, that's right. And I, and I find that, you know, even though uh, for there are you know, problems that, you know, chronic illnesses that people are dealing with, I, I will not say, yes, I'm going to be able to cure you. But what well, I, that would be dangerous. So, right. What I I can do most probably is help you live more comfortably with less, you know, of the the symptoms or more easily be able to to manage your your problems. As I told you guys out there, sometimes, you know, things are weird. Um, I know that you've been working with couples and women in regards to IVF and also working with doctors. How has that, how did that come about? And what have you found you've been able to um, help with in regards to, you know, a a difficult process and an expensive process? IVF, you want to have kids. Yeah. Well, I deal with a lot of um, IVF and a lot of fertility issues because acupuncture and Chinese medicine in fact, is really fantastic for women's health. And um, I have a lot of acupuncture babies running around out there. So um, I love it. That's one of the things I absolutely love, helping helping women and couples uh, be successful in starting a family. You know, and I think, too, that uh, in the times that we're living in and uh, going through the pandemic and all that, um, Stress and anxiety have risen tremendous, tremendously, and that's at odds with trying to uh, start a family and become pregnant and, you know, deliver a healthy baby. So um, that, in addition to general other problems that people that people have with hormones and, um, you know, and being on have been on birth control for years and all of these other things and delaying pregnancy because of, um, you know, wanting to, um, you know, be more stable in their careers or finding the right partner or whatever. Um, but, but I have a lot, I have, I'm happy to say that I, that I 
um, that is one of the areas of focus in my practice. Um, being a woman myself, um, women's health, as I said, is really, really well uh, uh, treated with acupuncture and Chinese medicine uh, in a way that that Western medicine doesn't uh, get there. So, I mean, I like to have a combination. I, I don't tell you. Me too. Me too. I like a combination. But I believe in being part of the healthcare team. But there's an awful lot that I can do to help women get pregnant uh, either uh, before they they seek IVF or uh, while they are, you know, being, you know, involved with the IVF process, which is very stressful in and of itself. So um, one of the things that we do is we try, I try to to, to help regulate the, the, the woman's hormones, help regulate your system and also de-stress so that you can, you know, be primed, you know, prime the pump, so to speak, you know, get the oven preheated, you know, um, and then you're going to have much more success uh, baking the cake. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I can see that. I think that, you know, um, it's it's interesting. To, uh, one of my dearest friends since childhood went through IVF and ended up with twins. And it's, you know, people really struggle with this. You know, uh, we have more stress than we did. And I think that that affects how bodies sort of process things. Um, and talk a little bit about um, acupuncture and the meridians, because I think that people sort of still think it's woo-woo, which it's not. It's built on uh, meridians and points of the body and that you can, you know, you can tap into. Well, you know, we have, um, we we are energy. And um, we have different energetic systems in our in our body, so to speak. Um, it's it's a very complex but very well mapped out system of meridians, so that um, we can, you know, basically it's like you know, uh, used to hear that song, you know, the 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 knee bones connected to the. Right, right, right. That skeleton song. Yeah. (laughs) Everything's connected. Everything's connected. And um, we don't necessarily have to treat a local area to get effect in the local area. And again, there's many different styles of acupuncture, but one of the styles that I practice a lot of is Master Dong style acupuncture, where you use relatively few points and mostly points that are not located in the local area to treat a local area. And it's not just um, muscles or pain or, you know, um, I I actually am a sports medicine acupuncture specialist. There's not very many of us in this country, Uh, but it's also internal medicine. So we can help you with digestive issues, cardiac problems, circulation, um, asthma, I do a lot of work with all of those things and um, um, really helpful. I mean, you know, there are, there are some points that I, that I do on the chin that, you know, if somebody is coughing or feel uh, that, that they, they don't breathe very well, they have mm. asthma or whatever, those points are incredibly, incredibly effective and almost immediately. 
people wow. tell me, people tell me, wow, I can, I can actually feel like, you know, that, that elephant is not sitting on my chest. That's anymore. pretty amazing. That's great. It really is amazing. It really is amazing. So, you know, we can treat uh, points uh, on the lower part of the body to treat the upper part of the body, uh, uh, left to treat the right, you know, uh, front to treat the back, whatever. I mean, there are many, many, many different. And I think it's important to understand, as, as Cindy is saying, there are many different styles when you're looking for an acupuncturist. You know, um, just like marrying with a doctor, you know, you're looking for the best marriage of being with someone and being to be in tune with them. Um, definitely, I've had some acupuncturists that I've adored. Um, and I've also had experiences that like, you know, Canyon Ranch, where I just really did not meld very well with the woman who was doing it. And that's when you would be surprised you have the ability to say, you know what, I'm not comfortable. So I think we're going to stop this. But of all my years doing acupuncture, that happened once in my life. But it also told me I was very lucky because I had really, really good acupuncturists um, that I had experienced. And it had been such a positive endeavor. This was just a moment, you know, in time. Well, I also think that that's the case with um, any kind of uh, person that's in your life, you know, whether it's a doctor or um, a contractor who's doing work on your house, (laughs) you know, you have to choose the right person that you get along well with and that has knowledge uh, in what they're doing, right? Yeah, so you can trust them to do what they're doing. I just had, you know, plumbing and a dishwasher put in my kitchen. And I really loved the couple that did it, you know. So it makes a difference. You feel at ease. You feel like, okay, I can trust this person. I don't have to worry about this. But but also, um, as I said, uh, you know, I know I, I use a lot of different styles of acupuncture. So when somebody comes in to see me, I'm trying to figure out what I think is going to be the best thing to help them. And then we, you know, switch things out and change things up depending upon how they, how they respond to treatment, because, you know, we're working on this together. We're a team. So if you're doing well, then we keep doing different kinds of things. If we, you know, we think we need to bring in other things, we'll bring in other things, but um, people who aren't practicing for a long time or don't um, have varied things in their toolbox, maybe can't get there, you know, mm-hmm. and, and and it's really not a belief system. It's actually a system of medicine um, <laughs> that's many thousands of years old, mm-hmm. but, you know, um, but it's, it's really, it, it actually amazed me when, when I was in China and we went to a, the Museum of Acupuncture I cool. think in Beijing, you know, and uh, uh, the things that they were using and the things that they did, I mean, we would really not, not want to use right now these days, <laughs> but it's amazing to me how um, the, the ancient practitioners uh, mapped out the meridians. You know, we, we now do, uh, you know, there've been, there's been a lot of research done in the West trying to figure out why or how acupuncture works. We know it works. Now I know why. But, you know, 
we know that if we stimulate points that we use, you know, that are specifically for, for, for instance, um, eye problems, if you're stimulating those points and you're doing a, a scan at the same time, you can actually see the um, areas of the brain uh, responsible for vision lighting up when you're when you're uh, treating those points. That's now, really how, cool. How did they figure that stuff out thousands of years ago without, you know, scans and, you know, uh, um, X-ray MRIs and, and CTs and all of that. Right. You know, but, but it really is amazing, but um, we know it works. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and it's important, you know, people say, well, you know, it works on you because you believe in it. Well, I normally don't, do things that I don't believe in. So I find that a very funny thing when people say that to me. It's like, you know, this isn't, this is not me just trusting. This is thousands of years old, proven to make an effect. It helped a great deal with my, with my tremors in my leg. It was very, very helpful for me. And when I had um, optic neuritis, who do you think helped me the most? was my acupuncturist. So, you know, you also have to have a certain amount of belief in something, even with doctors, um, that this can help you. I think it is, I think that you need to have an openness. Yes. Um, You know, um, more than like, you know, I have, and look, we also treat babies, kids, dogs, animals, you know, I mean, I don't because I'm not a vet, but, um, uh, but, you know, it's not about believing it's an actual system medicine that works, but it's much more helpful if you're, you know, dealing with someone who's open and saying, okay, help me. Uh, I'm, you know, I want to be able to be uh, open enough to be helped. Right. Yeah. Because if you're coming to see me and you say, you know what, I don't want you to do this. I don't want you to do that. I want you to do this. I want you to do that. Well, how can I really give you the best of my knowledge if you're telling me, um, not being an acupuncturist, what I should do as an acupuncturist to help you? Well, there, you know, I, I would certainly take into consideration what your suggestions are, but, you know, on, in the end, um, I'm really going to try and do what I know is going to be helpful for you and do it in a way that's most comfortable and most effective for you. Yes. Yeah. Do you, um, I'm curious, does a doctor need to know if you're using acupuncture? I mean, do you find that question happens like, well, should I tell my doctor I'm doing acupuncture? Do you think that that makes people feel more at ease? Do you, have you had any of those conversations? Yeah. Well, you know, as I said, I like to be part of the healthcare team. Perfect. Perfect. It's, it's always nicer and better for the for everybody involved if um, the um, Western medical professional is open to, um, you know, an acupuncturist, the Chinese medicine, uh, being involved in the in the patient care. Um, uh, so. That being said, there are doctors who say, no, I don't want you to do this. I don't want you to take that. Well, basically because they don't know anything about it. Okay. And if they're treating a patient, they feel that they are medical legally responsible 
Mm. So if they don't know about something, they may say, no, don't do it. But it's really because they don't have the experience or knowledge. Um, you know, I'm certainly I'm licensed and um, I know what I'm doing. And I certainly like to work with the medical professional and I speak with them and, and we have conversations about care and how the person is doing. Because, you know, whenever possible, that's the best way, in my opinion. But that being said, as as an individual, you have control over what you, your care is in the end. You know, if you want something or don't want something, you know, you should express that, you know, and, uh, and, you know, go with that. Yeah, I have, I'm, you know, I'm fortunate. My doctors haven't, you know, said no to me. Um, well, you know, acupuncture in Chinese medicine is natural medicine. Yeah. So, well, you know, that's a good the, term. Yeah, natural medicine. Natural medicine. And, and um, you know, we're dealing with the body's natural energies. We're helping the body do what it knows how to do best, um, body and mind, because it's a mind and body kind of thing. But um, but the fact is that um, we're not necessarily putting something into your system. I'm not uh, injecting something into your system. You know, we're just helping give cues to the to your system to where we need to put energy or put attention um you know send those cells that heal to that area you know help with whatever the the, the hormonal function is whatever but we're doing it naturally without a lot of drugs that do have many many side effects so you know my 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 goal really is you know, nature first, drugs last. Sometimes you need them, but we'd like to minimize that. And, um, you know, um, the um, fact is that uh, probably it's changed now, but but one of the statistics that I heard is uh, that only about 10 or 11% of people over the age of 60 are not taking any prescription medications. Okay. I believe it. No, I believe that. I believe that. I believe. Wow. That's, that's, that's staggering. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, so sometimes you need, you need Western medicines, but a lot, a lot of times I think too often, um, that's the first thing that people are given as opposed to the last thing, you know, let's, let's see how, how we can help your system be healthy first. And then if you need and you don't have any other options to mm -hmm. integrate with other Western medicines, uh, we can do that. You know, it is, it's, it's kind of interesting how that works, you know, and um, people will be surprised, you know, by that we all grew up with, they have a role in, in things, you know, to have dandelion tea. Um, it, it is, it's an interesting use of things. Um, yeah. Well, you know, we were talking about food as medicine, um, you know, because it is, because what is it that you're putting into your system every day, uh, regularly? It's food. So what are you eating? When are you eating? Uh, you know, how are you eating, right? If you're somebody who's scoffing something down while you're in the middle of watching, you know, something on a computer screen or whatever, that's really not the best way to to eat. And so, you know, why is it that you, you know, 
have a stomachache after you eat, or you know, mm-hmm. well, maybe it, maybe it, 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 it's as simple as, as you know, just sort of eating in a more relaxed, um, you know, way, uh, and, and you know, wow, that can do that can do a tremendous amount. <laughs> so maybe, you know, yeah. yeah, maybe you don't, maybe you don't need uh, the uh, the Nexium or whatever you take. For yeah, that. nettle tea uses, you know, to use nettle tea is a whole um, art for your for your gut, you know. And um, I would rather drink some tea, even if it's stinky, and have a cup of tea than do some other things. <laughs> so, right, right, yeah, yeah. So you know, but but you know, again, I mean, I, I don't know. The way that I approach things is, um, I, I take a look at everything. I really try and look at the whole picture, and. You know, but it's like peeling an onion, you know, you, you know, I'm not saying, you know, if you, particularly if you're somebody who's dealing with chronic um, illnesses or problems that you kind of come in and after one treatment, you're going to feel like a whole different person. You know, it's it's a process. It's like peeling an onion and we develop a relationship and we get things going and changing in your system, but it takes time. So, um, you know, if you have realistic expectations and, you know, we're, we're sort of living in a culture that, uh, that believes in, uh, you know, instant everything. Right? <laughs> so, yes, yes, you know, yes, but, yes. But we're not instant, I, you yeah. know, as creatures, we're not instant. No, no, no. It, and it's, we were talking earlier also about um, how much we've learned about chronic fatigue with long COVID. I mean, yeah. people, doctors did not believe that much in chronic fatigue in in that kind of statement um, before we got long COVID. Now they're like, oh, this actually is real. Yeah, it is real. That's right. Well, there, you know, I, I really have helped a lot of people dealing with long COVID and other things like chronic fatigue or Epstein-Barr or any of those kinds of illnesses um you know and again it's, it's it has to do with lifestyle and diet and 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 the acupuncture really helps to direct things in your system and resolve get rid of the blockages in your system so that you know when you have free free flow or freer flow of energy and blood and fluids in your system your system knows how to be healthy mm. and you know we can we can help a lot of those things i mean i have um I had um, a one uh, one person who came in to see me, oh, probably about four months ago, with long COVID issues. And for him, and again, everybody is different. You could say long COVID, but it doesn't mean the same thing for everybody. Got um, a lot of different problems. Um, but he had back pain. He had um, dizziness. He had brain fog. Uh, I helped him tremendously with those things. And uh, he was, he was shocked. He was shocked. He was shocked, but, but he felt so much better. And he had been seeing his Western doctors and they just couldn't figure it out. And, you know, he was dealing with, uh, with that back pain, even though he had gone to a chiropractor and he had x-rays done and whatever else, um, the pain was gone after, after a very short time with me, actually. And he didn't have the dizziness anymore, and he was just feeling like a whole new person. So I'm, I'm really, I love it when I can help people like that. And he feels Good. like a whole new guy, you know, yeah. because 
because what happens with long COVID is that um, things sort of get stuck in a, in in some place, you know, and and block up your system so that you can't, you know, you 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 know, when there's a blockage, there's usually pain or there's some other dysfunction. Um, but again, in Chinese medicine, acupuncture, we try and figure out where uh, where things are located, where the problem, where the blockages are in your system, and how to help help you specifically. So, um, you know, uh, there's a lot that I've been doing in helping people with long COVID, as well as things like Epstein Barr and uh, yeah. Also, Lyme disease has helped a great deal with. Yeah, acupuncture disease. Lyme disease is difficult, but yes. Yeah, it's a it is it's a tricky one, you know, um, yeah. for the person who has it, and also for the person who's who's helping the patient. Are there any books or videos or tools that you suggest that people can learn more about acupuncture? Is it good to go? I, I always try to um to uh, educate my my patients as as they're working with me. I, I really try and explain things as much as possible and whatever. But um, there are a lot of things on um, uh, on video and on um, in books. You know, there you know the one classic book is called The Web That Has No Weaver. There you go. Chuck, which is which is just a basic um, book that just sort of explains things in a way that that's more easily accessible to. That's perfect. Yeah, that's perfect because people, you know, I mean, getting into the fine stuff, you can, as the, as the uh, acupuncturist, talk to them about that. And I'm going to ask you if people are interested, how can people reach you if they're interested in learning more about acupuncture themselves here in New York? Do you have a website? I do. My website is called acupuncture and health and it's spell out the end. Okay. Acupuncturandhealth.com. Okay. And um, acupuncture has one C, A-C-U-P. Okay. Yes, really. No no doubles on that one. Right. And and, um, you can also email me at uh, C-I-N-A-C-U-P at AOL.com. My office is located on 7th Avenue, just uh, between 29th and 30th. Just cool. a couple blocks south of Penn Station, so very easy location to get to and uh, and and see me. And, and I'll make uh, sure I put this up on my website too, you guys, so that you have her website and so forth. And also, um, you can leave a recording or a message for me on two one two nine two four eight zero three four. And if you call that, you'll probably also get my cell phone if you don't reach me directly. There you go. I'm happy to offer any of your listeners, Michelle, a complimentary consultation in my office. Oh, how nice. Thank you. Because I really love helping people. And so any way that I can be of help, please contact me. I'm happy to um, have a conversation. Start a conversation. That's right. Right. Mm -hmm. And is there a listing? I'm curious, is there a listing of acupunctures across the country for listeners who are interested in other uh, states? Yeah. So what I would recommend for somebody out of state uh, or you want to contact somebody uh, out of state, uh, nccaom.com. 
Okay. Or actually, I'm sorry, that's nccaom.org, I think. Org, okay. Yep. nccaom.org. I'll put that up yep. as well. And you want to look for somebody who is a diplomat in uh, or di- diplomat oriental medicine, which means that they are um, certified in acupuncture, Chinese herbal medicine, and uh, Eastern bodywork, okay. uh, as I am. Uh, but, but you, you know, rather than just diplomat acupuncture and, you know, because that way you're going to get somebody who's really got a full range. Yeah. A 360 approach as opposed yeah. to just a piece of things. And I'm going to ask you personally something that I love, but I don't think people always understand. What is gua sha? Well, gua sha is um, a friction kind of technique that we use to bring up the stagnant blood, sort of get that stagnant blood released. It, um, But I also use uh, cupping for that. People people may know of cupping more because of Mark Phelps and other people. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You see Mark's back when he's, when he's, yes, when he's right. swimming. Yeah, so Guasa is a similarly used um, um, method, but we use an actual friction technique to help to break up the stagnant blood, bring the stagnant blood, because you know, when blood is stagnant, you have pain, you have tightness, all you know, and dysfunction. So you bring that stagnant blood up to the surface, your body clears that and builds new blood and more circulation underneath. So, um, you know, it's really fantastic for neck pain, back pain, tension, muscle tension. It helped me a great deal with an IT band. Mm-hmm. A really, really you know, very, very tight IT band. It was great to learn the skill of gua sha from my acupuncturist to do, you know. You mean you did it for yourself? She taught me. She wanted me oh, to do, do the IT. IT she she taught me. So, I, you know, it's, I didn't it's just... A hard, it's a hard thing to do for yourself because when you're really doing it, you've got to have a lot of pressure and, you yeah. know... And we always back away from pressure because it hurts. Right. Yes. If somebody else is doing it, it's like you can't back away as much. But if but you have sports, the patience. Sports, yeah. As a sports medicine acupuncture specialist, um, I use, uh, you know, uh, cupping and washa when, when appropriate and uh, Chinese medical massage, which is Twina. Uh, I have a certification in orthopedic Twina. Uh, hmm. Also Moxa, you know, Moxa and um, uh, infrared heat lamps and whatever else I think is going to be helpful for for that per- particular person. I think so too. I think that you know you get into inter, you know introduced to a whole world of uh, very sophisticated but very simple um, treatments in acupuncture, like we're talking about guasa and cupping, you know, you think, oh, this is that they really can make a difference. And that's why you go to an acupuncturist because they know which will be best for you and for your symptoms and what's going on in your body and where it is. Um, definitely it's nice to learn of all of the other, um, tools that you have in one's toolbox to help oneself. And I, I mean, I might add also that um, in addition to, you know, what I do is I treat everybody 
as an individual when they come into my office because everybody is an individual. And, and um, we don't necessarily need to put a label, a Western diagnostic label on something to treat you. Mm. In fact, in Chinese medicine, acupuncture, we, 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 we have a lot of different terms that we use that are not um, the same as what you would hear from a Western doctor. Um, so the diagnosis is much different in uh, Chinese medicine speak, so to speak, right? But, um, you know, sometimes, you know, I mean, it's, I always listen if there is a diagnosis because then there are certain things I'm going to be looking for. But, we're, but you know, as an individual, um, there are other things going on. We don't treat everybody. If you have that, you know, everybody uh, who, say, is diagnosed with um, uh, MS or uh, chronic fatigue, you know, we're not going to, there, there might be some things that are going to be common, but then there are going to be many other things that are not. And in Chinese medicine, acupuncture, uh, not everybody who has this particular label or diagnosis is going to get the same treatment. Everybody gets different treatment because we treat you as, as an individual. Western medicine tends to say, okay, we have this diagnosis. Everybody gets this, this, or this medication or, you know, treat, you know, in Chinese medicine, we're much more individualized and find out what's happening with you and where your system is blocked. Yeah. And that, that's what, you know, that's the big release, you know, um, it makes a difference uh, definitely with tremors and spasms, definitely. And also I love the whole thing of when people are excessively hungry, you know, it's like there's like a button turned on in some people that just they're very hungry. Can you talk a little bit about how you use seeds and um, what they are to help with um, being more aware of hunger? Well, so in Chinese medicine, one of the diagnoses that might be, again, might be, depending upon you, um, part of Chinese medical diagnosis is stomach heat. Okay. Um, so you're, you're, you're excessively hungry. Well, that's a really big imbalance, right? Um, one of the things I think you are talking about were the, we use our little press balls or seeds sometimes in the ear, uh, which is auricular acupuncture that I do a lot of or use some of in combination. So that's a micro system of acupuncture. And we would we might put a press ball or a seed um, on a particular area that you then can stimulate yourself, which will help to regulate the digestion, you know, or help to calm you down a little bit and, you know, have something to do with that, with that hunger. Uh, or excessive hunger, but you know, there's a lot of other things I'm going to be doing in, in addition to that. But that, yeah, that, no, that, because that, people that's that something that people see on the street. They'll see with their friends and like, what are those things in your ear? What is that? So it's always nice to be able to have an expert explain what something is, as opposed to living in that you know, la la land of not understanding. You know. So there are there are some microsystem um, uh, of acupuncture that um, there are many 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 points on the ears, and so there are several different um, 
point locations too for something, you know, uh, depending upon whether you're doing the Chinese location or the French location, you know. Oh, how funny. You know, so, um, but that's the case with, with acupuncture points in general. Um, so we also have different locations, slightly different for a mastodon style point than for instance, um, the TCM point. So, you know, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, uh, it's much more, this, this is a very rich and complex kind of medicine. And I'm always, always learning because there's so much to learn always. Well, I'm always learning and I always love having the opportunity to bring people on who are experts in their field for our listeners to learn more about something. Maybe they were curious or they didn't understand and or were curious and they wanted to find out more. So, Cindy, thank you so much for coming on this morning, starting starting the week out right. And um, it's it's been a pleasure. I know that you know, a lot of these tools are very, very useful for a lot of people. And if you've been sitting on the fence thinking about it, this may be a um, tipping point for you. And you may say, you know what, I'm going to look this up and I'm going to delve into the world of acupuncture for my chronic condition or IVF, you know, yeah, and that's it. All you have right. to do is Google me, Cindy E. Levitz, L-E-V-I-T-Z, uh, licensed acupuncturist. You'll you'll find me. You'll find her pedigree, yeah. which is always good. So have a great day, everyone. And we'll see you next week with a patient or a caregiver or another expert or integrative professional. I thank you and welcome to Talk Radio for Women. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you. I wanted to take an opportunity to introduce myself a little more, especially at the top of the year. My focus as a health and wellness support coach and a patient advocacy consultant is to work with patients, clients who are seeking to make lifestyle modifications that are struggling with chronic conditions such as obesity, diabetes 2, high BP or cholesterol, stress, rheumatoid arthritis, neurological conditions that are autoimmune conditions like NS and Graves and even Lyme disease using wellness navigation tools. Because I want to teach you how to tap into yourself. Even as an advocate, I want to be able to leave you with the tools to be able to walk away and advocate for yourself when you're speaking to a doctor or speaking to a insurance company. And really make sure they understand you and they're not talking over you or around you or below you and that you are in control. Um, MJ Wellness Navigator LLC provides an integrative health and resilience coaching and patient advocacy education. And remember, our services are not medical or mental health advice. I'm a board certified and well-being coach and I'm also a certified patient advocacy consultant. I'm not a licensed medical or a licensed medical health professional. Nothing on the mjwellnessnavigator.com website in my content should be construed as healthcare or mental health advice. It's important to understand that because 
Each one of those titles has different jobs as a coach and as a board certified health and wellness coach and as a certified patient advocacy consultant. I deliver these solutions to the unique needs of each of my clients. I am also providing medical groups that are professionals and practitioners with workshops and lectures at medical symposiums on ongoing education to use health and wellness coaching for their patients. If I could focus on a client's education, then I have an opportunity to really tap into your knowledge and bring forth what's great. I believe the road to deciding where and how a patient or a client can bring change is a collaborative one. We work together. It's not me telling you what to do and then you doing it. It is you and I figuring out the best way for you to reach your goal. Whereas the coach and coachee, we work as a team. I believe in honoring a client's gut or intuition, examining their life experience, and embracing inside readiness to create changes on a person's life path. I'm a connector, and I have a myriad of connections that I have established over the years. I can provide you towards an acupuncturist, a biofeedback expert, an integrative nutritionist, a homeopathic expert, Pilates, all of those things, even down to mindfulness-based stress reduction, John Kabat-Zinn that I learned from Boston. I can help you with your education, and I can help people better understand how patients can help and advocate for themselves. So with an open heart, listening, ear, humor, grace, and compassion, I want to help you merge what you may need, want, or perhaps envision from your medical teams to achieve better patient-physician relationships. I guide patients, and I want to guide you with this Wellness Learning Curves 2.0 show every Sunday. Looking forward to the next one. Thank you.